Men, you've been waiting a long time. Are you ready? This is the Battle Podcast. What up, man? And welcome to the battle. This is your host, John Durham. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Man, I am so glad that you're finally back with your call sign there, dude. Yeah, I know, man. I tried something different once. Yeah. It was a little off on You about ruined the whole podcast, bro. I know, I know. My I was talking bad. to our producer, Fritz. I said, man, what is up with Ray? Is he sick? He's like... Uh, nah, nah, he ain't sick. He's just boring. <laughs> yeah, boring, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, this is going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, it was a little drawn out, but you know what, man? We're back. We're kicking it. We're having a blast. Well, you know what's funny is you, you out of all the nights that you picked to do that, you do it on the one where we do it on um, Zoom. Yeah, I think it was because I was too comfortable. Is that what it was? Yeah. You know, I thought I heard you cracking open a soda and eating a bag of chips in the background. It wasn't a soda. It wasn't soda? No. Nope. What was it, water? Nope. I think I saw a pajama top or something on there. Yeah, something like <laughs> yep. that. That's right, man. So I, even the producer saw you back there playing games, dude. I, I had to cover the upper half. Yeah. <laughs> Good for us and bad for your family. <laughs> uh, man. So, John, I beat you to it. Oh, you beat me. Wow. I beat you to it, man. What we talked about last week? Well, what did we talk? We talked about standing with giants and walking with lions. Yeah, we did. That was awesome. What about this week? What's our What's our rundown for this week? Well, this week's real simple. Sitting on your donkeys? Our donkeys? Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? That is a great question. Are we sitting on our donkeys? I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. There are a lot of people out there that are. Truth. I mean, look, we're going to get it real, real quick because the bottom line is we got too many dudes sitting on their donkeys. Yep. And if you don't know what a donkey is, just look it up. There's another name for it in the uh, encyclopedia, I think. LMAO. <laughs> oh, there yeah. it is. Oh, man. Uh, so, you know, I, I like this topic because I think it brings things up that guys don't really want to talk about. Is a lot of times that's our biggest problem. We're too busy sitting on our donkeys instead of getting up and doing what we need to be doing. Exactly. And, you know, the, the biggest thing that we need to recognize is that nothing good is going to come out of us being passive or being lazy. Right. And last week we were talking, like you said, standing with giants, walking with lions, right? Yeah. You going to walk with a lion while you're sitting on your donkey? No, that ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I mean. <laughs> so you got to get up, man up, show up, and get off your donkey. That's it. You're right. Because that seems to be the biggest issue with a lot of guys is they're out there. They don't want to take ownership. They don't want to get up. They don't want to do anything. It takes work. Well, it's real easy to come to the house and find that easy chair, sit down and chill out for the rest of the night. And forget about your call name. Right. And, and, and Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the other thing, too, is, is what happens when we're sitting on our donkeys? You're not getting anything done. You're right. You're not getting anything done. And what we're not getting done, which is the most important thing that we need to be looking at, is us. That's right. Because you know, we talk about this so many times. It's about the, the toughest thing to evaluate in our lives is self. Yep. And as we're sitting here tonight and I'm thinking about sitting on our donkeys, I'm thinking about this. There's a story in the Bible in the book of Nehemiah. Right. I'm sure you're familiar, but for those listeners out there that aren't, basically, long story short, Nehemiah was going to go back to Jerusalem and build the wall. Right. Well, when he went to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall, the first thing he did is he went around and he looked at the wall, right? Right. And there's a, there's a, there's a, a set of scripture that talks about how he couldn't get to the wall being on his horse or his donkey, right? Exactly. So what did he have to do? He had to get off his donkey. He had to get off his donkey and inspect the wall, right? That's it. 
one of the things that he found out when he was expecting inspecting the wall, Ray, is that he didn't have to rebuild the wall from the ground up. Right. He just had to repair the wall. Exactly. In certain areas. Now, there are other places that were less fortified or need to be built up even more. But, you know, when you think about it as us as men, we're doing a self-evaluation and we're looking at our walls in our lives. It can be overwhelming thinking, I got to start this whole thing over, right? Right. And we're not talking about building up walls around everybody. Like last week we talked about, we got to have our group. We got to have our lions and our giants, Mm -hmm. right? So we're not building walls to shut people out. Mm Mm-mm. We're building walls for protection. Right. That's that's so that's very important that you brought that up because right. yeah, we're not talking about separating us from our loved ones or the people that matter in our lives. But we do have to have walls. That's a wall walls are either to keep things in or keep things out. Right. And when you're keeping the things in, it's because you're trying to protect the things that are in there. And to keep the things out, you're trying to keep the things that are gonna hurt those things outside that wall. Exactly. And there's, so, there's another thing we got to think about as we're ch- inspecting our walls, like you said. The entire time that we're working on our walls, somebody's trying to get in. Bad things are trying to come in. Oh, yeah. You're constantly under attack. So not only do you have to work on your wall to build your wall to keep yourself safe, but you also have to be aware of where the weak spots are and where the bad stuff's coming in. Well, think about it like this. When you're sitting there and you're doing a repair on the house, Mm -hmm. right? As you're looking into things and looking around and inspecting things, you start to see things that maybe you didn't see before. Right. And what once was something that you didn't notice now sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah. You know, my wife is the worst of that. She'll look around and all of a sudden she'll say, did you see that? And I'm like, see what? That crack over there in the ceiling. I'm like, what crack on the ceiling? I'm looking at her like she's crazy. It's right over there. And I'll go over there. Sure enough, there's a crack on the ceiling. And now the crack that I never saw before. Now I see that crack every day. And you're checking it out. Is it getting bigger? Is it getting bigger? Absolutely. Is it getting bigger? Is it, is there water coming through it? I mean, What's causing that crack? What'd you have to do to find the crack? You had to look at it. And get off your donkey. <laughs> you had to get off my donkey, yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of times is my 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 easy boy up in my man cave. Sometimes I got to get prop up off that bad boy and oh, look yeah. around. But at the end of the day, I mean, sometimes you don't see these things about yourself until you start looking at them. And the reason right. I'm bringing that up is because when you start to inspect what's going on in your own life and you start seeing things differently and they're more magnified... Well, then you're going to realize how much more under attack you are. Right. You know, and the things that you used to overlook before are going to become something that you see on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're trying to get better. I mean, that's why a lot of times when people that decide to become a Christians, for instance, right? They'll say they think life's going to get easier. (laughs) And it doesn't. It gets harder. Yes. Because the expectation is higher, right? Exactly. Our standard for us as Christians is Jesus Christ and Jesus was perfect. Exactly. So it's the same thing in anybody else's life, whether they're a Christian or not. If you're trying to better yourself and you're trying to do better and be better, you know, you're going to start seeing things coming at you that you didn't see before. And you're going to have people and things in this life that are going to try to detract from you from doing what you need to do, being distractions and pulling you in different directions. Right. And you need to identify those because you can easily get caught up in that whirlwind. While you're trying to work on your wall, somebody be like, hey, I need this. Hey, you need that. Hey, what if you did this? Hey, what if you did that? Next thing you know, you've completely forgot about your wall. You've completely forgot about your inner inspection. And you've just started riding that whirlwind of uh, whatever it might be, just distractions. Well, when you look back at the story of Nehemiah, when they were building the wall, they had a basically essentially a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. Right. 
Because while they were building the wall, they were under siege. Correct. There were enemies all around them that wanted to take over Jerusalem. And as soon as they started seeing them fortify the walls and build the walls, now it became a threat. Yep. Does that sound kind of familiar to what kind of happens in our lives or the people that are in our circle that we kind of run with? All of a sudden, how many times have you seen it where people that used to live a certain lifestyle, now they're changing their lifestyle and trying to do better and be better? Right. And the people that they were used to be with, now they feel threatened. Right, exactly. Now that now they feel like, well, we better get them before they get us. Yeah. What are they doing? What are they what's their edge? What's their niche? What are they trying to do here? What's their angle? What I mean, they think they're better than me, you know? Right. And so it happens. That's how life works. Right. And then a lot of times these guys will just start backing off. Oh no, I don't want to lose my friend. I don't want to lose, you know, him. So I'll I'll just start backing off and I'll just I'm I'm good enough. I'm good enough right here. <laughs> I'm good enough right here. Well, just like in the story of Nehemiah, the inspection doesn't just happen once. No. It's every day. Exactly. You know, when you start looking at the walls that fortify a kingdom, they're pretty big. Yep. I mean, it's just not just one little tiny wall. It's a big wall, and it's something you have to inspect every single day because as things go on in life, wear and tear, just in a normal, you know, structure, a wall, air, water, wind, debris, all those things can affect it, right? Well, it's the same way in our in our lives, spiritually, intellectually, relationally. Right. And what we got to think of for, for the guys out there who aren't Christians, who don't have, uh, you know, this whole, I guess, foundation is that your wall, to give you an idea of the size, is you got to protect yourself at work. You got to protect yourself while driving down the road. You got to protect yourself while in the grocery store. You got to protect your family. You got to keep an eye on them. You got to make sure that what your kids are bringing into the house aren't enemies. Wow. Because we all know that things could get brought into your house that, May appear good on the outside, but what's on the inside is not good at all. Well, you know what they call that, don't you? Trojan horse. A Trojan horse, man. You know, so often we walk the Trojan horse to the very front door of our homes. Yeah. And we put them right there in our living room and we think, look at this great, beautiful gift that we've been given. It's amazing. And as soon as you close your eyes, things start to scurry and pour out. And next thing you know, the kingdom and the... And the home and the life that you've created now is crumbling to the ground and it's being burnt to the ground by the enemy that's that's infiltrated your walls. And you were the one that walked him in through the front door. Exactly. And what that looks like, you know, is it looks like um, a lot of this can be technology for your younger kids. If you've got kids out there, you get, you know, they want the latest and greatest iPhone. You're like, oh, yeah, we'll get them the iPhone. They, they'll, they'll, they'll love us so much. And you get it to them. And like, we'll put the parental controls on it and we'll do this and we'll do that. Well, your kids are a hell of a lot smarter than you are. You damn right about that. Believe so me. So they're going from a guy who's been fighting that battle for the last four years. Yeah, they're going to find every single way around all your oh, parental yeah. blocks and to get what they want to get. And that was that Trojan horse came in a nice little like you know four inch by six inches, nice beautiful box and all that. And the kids are like, "Oh, it's so pretty!" And you're like, "Look at that, Johnny's happy." But you know what the thing the thing where we fail in that area, and I've talked to my wife about this, is that you know in our lives as Christians, we're supposed to be different. Yeah. And we keep on trying to make sure our kids are like everybody else, that they fit in. Well, they're not supposed to fit in. Nope. They're supposed to be different. They are. And we allow the pressures and we allow the peer pressure of society to overtake what we know is good, common, and godly sense. Yeah. And just to <clears throat> and generally change your parenting parameters. Well, we make compromises. Exactly. What happens when your wall is compromised? intrusion. It gets breached. That's, That's what happens. 
When your wall is compromised, it gets breached. And it can come in whatever package you want to put it in. But when it comes in through the front door and you're the one that's walking it in there. Guilt. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of a story. Years ago, my brother was telling about a friend of his that uh, uh, him and his wife, they were trying to spice up their marriage. Mm -hmm. Well, they decided that the two of them were going to uh, start watching porn together. Oh, that's always good. Because that, that's going to enhance their love life and their sex life, right? Yeah. So now, you know, they're doing this and they're watching it and they're trying to react, re reenact all these things. And the husband thinks everything's great, right? Meanwhile, the wife feels like the husband looks at her like she's just a piece of meat, doesn't have any respect for her. Right. And then next thing you know, uh, she's at work and this other guy's talking to her with respect and making her feel good about herself and makes her feel like she's worthy and and, and, and you know, valuable and all these things while she goes home and her husband treats her like a prostitute, right? right. And, and in his mind, he thinks this is what they're doing. They're both cool with it. But behind the scenes, she's not. Right. So what ends up happening? She ends up having an affair with the other guy. Right. So he brings in this Trojan horse. Yep, everything's going to be great. going to enhance and spice up their marriage, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to make everything better between the two of them. And what happens? Tears it up from the inside out. Tears it up from the inside out. And what sounded so good was so bad. Yeah. Uh, and that's how things happen in marriages. You know, you let outside influences get involved. You bring things into your house. Uh, your kids bring stuff. Hey, I'll be the first one to tell you. I got two teenagers, and I can tell you the stuff that they've brought into the house that's caused dissension between me and my wife. Right. Uh, it's one of them things where it doesn't seem like a big deal and it doesn't seem, you don't be like, what's, why are you being so ridiculous? And, and why are you being so over the top dad? And, you know, right. and my wife and I have kind of had, you know, moments where we've banged heads because she's been the cool mom and I've been the dull dad. You know right. I mean? Yep. Um, but you have to hold to those standards. And once you compromise and I've learned, I'll be very transparent right now. I have learned the hard way with compromising what I knew to be true because I wanted to make everybody happy. Right. You know, and like you said, it comes in the form of a little box, mm -hmm. you know, comes in the form of, you know, uh, the latest and the greatest. And you think that you're giving your kids the things that everybody else has got. And then you look around one day and you're grounding your son because he can't, he can't maintain it. He can't control it. Right. And you tell him to bring his electronic devices and he's got an iPad. He's got a PS4. He's got a laptop. He's got a, a candle fire. He's got, you know, an iPhone. And you're thinking, where the hell did he get all this stuff? And, and you look in the mirror and you're like, you know what? You walked it right in the door. I'm the one who gave it to him. Yeah. And then we wonder why our kids make the decisions that they make. Right. Well, you give them, you give them more than they, not more than they need, but more than they're ready to handle. Kids grow up, un unfortunately, they grow up way faster than we ever did. You know, like, on a phone or on an iPad. Kids can access. Well, I'd say, I wouldn't say they grow up faster. I think they've got access. far more exposure and access than we ever did. That's exactly what I was looking for. You're right. You're hundred percent right. Is that they, they have more access to, you know, the bad stuff out there in the world. If you and I wanted to look at, at porn as kids, you had to steal somebody's Playboy. You had to, you know, you you had, it, it was yeah, an Yeah, you had effort. 15 of you huddled around one magazine. Right, and it was an effort. You know, now today they 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 do it with a push of a button. They can access it accidentally. Oh, yeah. If you Google whitehouse.com and not whitehouse.gov, guess what you get? Yeah, you're going to get something you shouldn't be getting. Exactly. And you these know? things happen. You know, I mean, years ago, my son, uh, our first situation with him with, with his porn situation was he got told by a kid at school to Google something. Yeah. Check this out. And that's how he got exposed to it. Right. 
Um, but he had the tool to get exposed to it. And, yeah. you know, his parents would go, well, my kid will never do that. Yeah, right. No, they're kids. They're <laughs> you, kids. You give, a, you give a 13-year-old boy full-blown access to whatever he wants to see with a push of a button, you're asking for trouble. Oh, yeah. You're going to find it. You know, and, and, you know, and I tell my wife, I'm like, look, it's not even his fault. Right. We, we're expecting him to be mature enough, mature enough and, and he's not. He can't even, you know, he has a hard enough time thinking for himself. He can't even... It's like it's all, put, it's all testosterone, no yeah, brains I mean, at that age. We were all there, man. Yeah, and it's it's scary as hell, bro. I'll tell you because it's one of them things that. But again, it's a Trojan horse. That's it. And we don't inspect the walls of our homes and our houses. And I'm not talking about the structure. I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the boundaries that we create as parents, the boundaries we create as husbands, uh, the expectations that we have for our families. Right. We compromise, and once we compromise, we lose. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. If if Nehemiah had just had compromised on how how he fortified that wall, he would have had a well, a weak spot in that wall, right? Exactly. And that wall would have been breached, would have exactly. been off or not. Yep. You know, we got to make sure that we're checking our walls on a daily basis. Right, because that weak spot's going to change. You know what I mean? It could Every be day. the tiniest little pinhole that you walk past, like that crack in the ceiling, never saw it, never saw it, never saw it. Next thing you know, it's three feet long. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you got to constantly look for. You got to constantly look for all of the little things. And it sounds like a lot of you out there are going to think that you guys are just crazy. Y'all are just like, y'all are way over the hill here on this one. This is just ridiculous. You are like no, this super is real, paranoid. Bro. This is real. They paranoia. This is real. It is. It is. And that's what, that's what this podcast is all about, man. That's what this podcast is all about. We're trying to open your eyes a little bit, help you out. We're trying to give you some wisdom. Some of y'all out there might be older than us. Wisdom isn't equated with age. No, it isn't. It's equated with life. And experience. Hey, and you know what? The number one teacher is pain. The truth. And I mean, you you can say whatever you want, but if you think about it, the things that have been the most painful in your life have been the best teaching moments in your life. Exactly. Because you think to yourself, you know what? I really don't want to do that again. No, you don't. Not good. And, you know, the other thing too is, is you can't go back 10 years ago. You can't go back one day ago. All you can do right now is what you can do right now. Right. So when you're looking at your situation, don't don't get caught up in what you didn't do. Focus on what you can do. Exactly. Make the decision and the choice today to start inspecting your walls yeah. and, and looking into your own self. Hey, the hardest thing you got to look at in life is you. The mirror, man. Whew. That's the hardest part because everybody, nobody wants to deal with what's happening inside. It's too personal. Right. You know, and people are afraid to tap into side of that to figure out what's truly going on. Well, because if it's, you know, it reminds me of, you know, when you're a kid and you get a cut, mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do is put a bandaid on it, right? Yeah. Why? You want to hide it. Because if you don't see it, it don't hurt. Exactly. Right? And isn't that strange? I mean, it's a strange phenomenon, but you think about it. Once you put that bandaid on there, it doesn't hurt as much as it did when it was off. Right. It's you all know, good. It's all good because you mm-hmm. can't see it. You know, uh, it'll hey, just go away. It'll just go away. right? And that's what we do. We put the bandaid on it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to look at it. Instead of fortifying walls, we're sticking bubble gum. We're using duct tape. We're grabbing a little pieces of sticks and we're sticking them in these little holes. And guess right. what's going to happen? It's going to poke right out. It's going to poke right out. That wall is going to come crumbling down. That's it. And when it comes down, it's going to take a lot with it. It's going to, when you lose the foundation of the house, you lose the whole house. That's it. Exactly. When you look at, uh, for us as Christians, when, when, when you look at, when they talk about building 
homes, there was a what they called the cornerstone, which is the strongest stone in the house. Mm-hmm. And for us, the cornerstone of our lives is Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the very, the very essence of our foundation. Right. That's where all of our strength is. It's where all of our fortification is. It's in Jesus. Yep. Now we know that there are guys out there. They're not Christians. Yep. Right. But does that give them an excuse to not do a self evaluation? Yep. Does not. Does it give them an excuse to not look into the things that they need to repair in their lives? Right. No. I mean, we talked about it last uh, two episodes ago about, you know, you know what a good man is. Right. Exactly. You know what one looks like. You know right from wrong. Right. So when you're looking at your own life and you're sitting there inspecting the walls of your life, you need to ask some tough questions like, where do I have some breaches and some breaks and some cracks? Where's my foundation falling apart? What have I let in to into my walls that I need to deal with now. And it's time to grab him by his, uh, by the back of his neck and his, his belt loops and excuse me, but throw his ass out your house. Cause That's right it. now he's taking up residence on your couch. That's right. Rent free and, and rent free. And he's not only is he taking up residence on your couch, he's starting to take over your family. Yep. That is absolutely true, John. And there's just all kinds of stuff that just can sneak right in. And like you said earlier, it's a Trojan horse. We think it's the absolute cat's meow. It's the best thing for our kids. They're going to love us to death. This is what everybody's got on the block. We want our kids to have it as well. So we bring it right in the house. And then next thing you know, everything's falling apart. Yeah. We want to make excuses because we want to use other people and other things as, as a measuring stick. Right. And we can't, you know, at the end of the day, we have a responsibility. And it's not just the guys that are married and have kids. You, the single guys out there too, you need to be evaluating your life and checking your walls. Because someday if you ever want to be a husband, ever want to be a father or be in any kind of, you know, healthy relationship. Better have a good foundation. You better be looking at how to make your, your foundation strong. That's it. Um, you know, it's like I was telling my son the other day. I'm like, you know, learn from your mistakes. You can't go back and change them, but you can definitely learn from them. And you can improve upon them. You can use those as learning lessons and teaching tools of what not to do going forward. Right. And the thing too, is we need to, we need to learn to protect it all. You know what I mean? So not only are you going to look at your walls nonstop, see where things are, see how things are doing, but what are you going to do to protect it as well? Well, I liked it when I, uh, when I was thinking about this, we were putting this together. I thought about the term of protect your keep. And are we protecting our keep? I mean, we have a responsibility, not only just to ourselves, but everybody we come in contact with. And we've mentioned that before. I mean, this is our house. Right. And what are you building your house on? And then, you know, and that's the, those are the questions we got to ask ourselves. And not only that, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what's important to you? Do you really want to be a good man? Right. Do you really want to be a better person? Do you really want to make yourself better? I, I mean, because if you're not going to self-evaluate, you're never going to be any better. Right. And like we talked about yeah, uh, two episodes ago, you know, who tells you you're a man? Who who says a man is a man? And it's not all about the job. It's not all about, the you know, the status, the cars and all that stuff. You have to look inside. You got to look within yourself. And like you said, do you want to be a better man? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a very valid question to ask yourself. I mean... Do you want to be a better? Do you want to be a good man? Well, what's a good man? Well, we know that we base our measuring stick on Christ. That's what defines what a good man is for us. I mean, yeah, for us, I mean, it's all about Jesus. But there are a lot of guys out there right now that 
as we talk about, and I know people say, why does he keep saying that? Because I want to make sure that everybody understands that this podcast isn't just for Christians. This is for men. And we understand that there are men out there that aren't Christians. Right, exactly. And, and I don't want to get caught up in the churchianity of, of everything that we say is, is is all about our perspective or how we do things as Christians, because I think there's a lot to be said about being a good man. Now, right. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't think you can truly ever be a good man because there was only but one that was good, and G- that was Jesus, and we put him on a cross for it. Right. But if, if you're trying to have some kind of moral fiber, some kind of moral compass within you, you got to be able to look at yourself and say, this is not something I want to do. This is not something I want to be. This is not who I want to emulate. Right, exactly. And a lot of guys, just quite honestly, they're too scared to look at themselves. Yeah, and it's a scary thing to do, man. And when you when you really look at it, when you really look within yourself, there's a lot of cobwebs in there, man. There's a lot of skeletons. I mean, even, even being a Christian, I wasn't a Christian my entire life, did not grow up in the church. And even as a Christian, I screw up a whole lot. You know what I mean? Join the club. I don't talk like I should talk. I always do what I don't want to do and don't do what I know I should do. But that's why we're trying to reach these who— you know, the guys out there who are not Christian at all. We want y'all to realize that, look, we ain't perfect. Just because just because we go to church and just because we try, we are not perfect because Jesus was perfect. And that is like, that's your ultimate goal. That's, well, that's where the gold you, standard. I mean, and reality is we're never going to hit it. Never. We're never going to hit it. But you know what? It's better to aim for the stars and miss than aim for a pile of crap and hit. Yeah. You, you said that so eloquently last time. It's so true. <laughs> that's another redneck term. Yeah, you like that? I don't know. I got to get used <laughs> to these redneck terms. <laughs> Us Northerners, we're a little bit behind on some of these terms you got going on here, guy. But, but go ahead, man. But no, but I think you make a great point. I mean, I think that, you know, from a very young age, we know what's right and what's wrong. Right. We know that there's a right way to treat people. There's a right way to walk things out. There's a right way to to address issues. There's a right way to deal with with, with confrontation. There's a right way to to walk things out with tragedy and, and, and things like that in our lives. And, and for the guys that are out there that, you know, quite honestly, just want to make excuses, stop it. Right. You know the right thing to do. Yep. And then the number one thing that you got to do is you got to look at you. Quit blaming other people. I mean, so many people want to sit there and point the finger at everybody else. At the bottom, at the end of the day, the bottom line is this. Nobody's going to come over and repair your walls for you. Nope. Nobody's going to come over and fortify your home for you. Not even. Or your relationships. That's something you have to do. Yeah, that's it. And if you don't, if you don't have the wherewithal or the passion or the drive to do that, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I never forget, man. I was uh, a <laughs> little redneck term for you. I was at the 7-Eleven, and I'm listening to this guy talking to the lady on the other side of the counter. He's kind of hitting on her and this and that. And, you know, she's like, aren't you married? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, but the grass is always greener on the other side. And I just looked at him. I said, no, buddy. I said, the grass is greener where you water it. Sounds to me like you need to go home and water your grass. Yeah, boy. And he just looked at me, eyes as big as saucers, like, uh. Yeah, boy. Okay, thank you. And he walked right out the door. <laughs> yeah. But it is, man. You it's it's you have to choose. It's choices. We yeah. talked about it a couple episodes ago. It's your choices. You have to choose to walk that wall. You have to choose to fortify it. You have to choose to inspect it. You have to choose to look within. And if you're gonna choose to do something, that means you're gonna have to get off your donkey. donkey. And and also too, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have to have value in your keep. Right. In order to want to protect it. That's it. If you don't have any value in the things that you have, you don't have any any kind of idea or any appreciation for where you're at. Right. Who cares? You right. know, I mean, 
you could have the nicest house, the most beautiful wife and the most clean cut kids. But if you don't value any of them, what difference does it make? Right. I mean, if you're all about you, it's not going to matter. Exactly. You know, and it goes back to the very beginning when we talked, when we first started this, this podcast, it's selflessness. I mean, you're not just inspecting your walls for you. You're inspecting your walls because you're responsible for everything that's inside that wall. Everything that's inside that keep is your responsibility. Right. And you know what? You need to take ownership of that responsibility. Yep. So what are some scriptures that we can use to do this? Where do we need to take these boys? We're going to take these boys back to the armory. So we got another three verses for you. So guys, take your time. Uh, listen to what we got to say here, these verses we got to read. Uh, open up the Bible. Uh, pull it up on your app. Um, read a couple of verses prior, a couple of verses post. Uh, get to know what's going on. Um, don't be afraid. If you guys got any questions or Absolutely anything you need, hit us up on our Facebook page, The Battle, and uh, let us know. We'll, we'll, Absolutely. We're more than willing to help you out. So the first scripture we got in the armory is 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test. Well, think about it. I mean, you're not going to fix something and then not test whether or not it works. Correct. Yeah, you know, the other day I was working on toilets. Mm-hmm. Not my forte. No, it's not my forte. I'm not <laughs> a plumber. I've realized that fat guys have no business messing with plumbing. Why not, man? The pants hang halfway well, down. No, because first of all, <laughs> I started in the kitchen sink and that was a disaster. And then I moved on to toilets and putting this body in between a, a wall and a toilet. Just anyway, it's just it's a bad deal. <laughs> But you go through all this, you sweat, and you're in between all these things, and you're twisting and turning, and, you know, as you get older, your shoulders are sore or whatever. Mm-hmm. But after you put it all together, you got to test it to make sure it works. Hit that lever. You don't You don't just put it all in there and go, okay, good, and walk away from it, right? you got to nope. hit the lever and make sure the toilet flushes, right? Right. Or whatever the reason why you changed it out is it's not doing that anymore, right? Right. So, you know, if you're going to repair your walls, you better test it. Right. That's it. And you better put it to the test. That's it, Exactly. All right, the second verse that we have in the armory is Lamentations 340. And that is, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Yeah, again, you got to examine, inspect, look at, uh, you know, check on your ways. Oh, yeah, man. You know, that's my job, man. That's what I do. Well, I inspect things. Well, think about it. When we look at it from the standpoint of a Christian, we use the term repentance, right? Right. It means a change of mind, change of heart, change of conduct. Correct. So the way you think about things, the way you feel about things, and the way you walk things out. Right. And so that just goes into when we make when we're doing these inspections on our everyday lives and our walls, we need to make sure has our mind, the way we think about things changed? Has our heart changed towards those things? And are we walking things out differently? Right. You know? That's that's exactly what you need to look at. That's part of fortifying your walls right yeah. there. That's making it. sure it works. That's it, man. All right. So the last one that we have here in the armory is Matthew 7, 5. You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I love this verse because the biggest issue that we have is we're so quick to worry about somebody else's wall. Yep. 
It's real easy to look at somebody else's house and tell them to clean their place up. Right. You need to start looking at your own house. That's it, exactly. We got too many people worried about in our culture today what's going on in everybody else's house. Worry about what's going on in your house. Focus mm -hmm. on your walls. And, and, and quit making a big deal about the little things that are going on in your brother's house and make a bigger deal about the things that are going on in your house. Exactly. He, he without sin, cast the first stone. Yeah. Ain't so. nothing coming. We're us included. Yeah. I, I can't cast no stone. Can't do it. So we, we talked about from the very beginning, we being the battle, right? Yeah. And then after the battle, are we ready? Right. And then who tells a man he's a man? Yeah. And then we're talking about standing and walking with giants. Yeah. Tonight we're talking about and asking the question, are we sitting on our donkeys? Exactly. So what are we going to talk about next episode? Next episode... Putting on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. And for those of you, again, that aren't Christians, you're going to see that as we get into each piece of this armor, it's still going to apply to your life. Right, exactly. It's still going to have value in what we're, what we're talking about. And you're going to be able to see how these pieces are going to be an integral part of you being successful in this battle that we face as men on everyday everyday basis. Right, exactly. So I want to close this up real quick for us tonight by, first of all, just saying that None of us are perfect. Not at all. Every guy that's listening to this right now, including the guys that are sitting in this room, are all jacked up. Truth. And anybody that tells you they're not jacked up, they're lying to you. So they're jacked up. They're even more jacked up because they can't even face it. <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, we have to sit here and look at ourselves and be honest with the person you're staring back at in the mirror. Every single one of us has got areas in our lives that we can be better. Right. Every single one of us has got areas in our lives that we're having problems and issues in. It's not unique as far as us having problems and issues. Maybe the problems and the issues are unique to each individual. Right. But it's not unique to men. We all struggle with, with certain things. But if, if, you, if you're serious about being better, doing better, then you're going to take the time out to make those tough, hard decisions and evaluations about yourself. And I promise you, if you'll step back and look at yourself honestly and allow yourself to see yourself for who you truly are, that'll give you an opportunity to start fixing the things in your life that you need to fix to become the man that you want to be. Mm -hmm. And that, my friends, is with Robert Leeds and Robert.